This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, August 9th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Only a couple days after the Washington Post raised an eyebrow at a mystery supporter of the Mitt Romney campaign, the donor revealed himself. Since the Citizens United decision freed up political activity, it's likely to be a long campaign season of secretive donors and untraced gifts to campaigns. John Samples, director of the Center for Representative Government at the Cato Institute, says anonymous speech, quite simply, is free speech. To read the Washington Post, you would know that a group came out of nowhere, essentially, gave the Mitt Romney campaign a million dollars, raised and gave the Mitt Romney campaign a million dollars, and then simply ceased to exist. And it seems like very little information is known about that group. And uh, to the average person observing uh, electoral politics, it seems that uh, they could make a better decision about whether or not Mitt Romney is their guy if they knew who these people were who just dropped a million dollars on his campaign. So what's wrong with making them uh, be transparent about who the donors were, right, and the the nature of the uh, corporation and who gave the money to the corporation? Um, in this case, you know, what we're going to hear a lot in the next couple of years is about cases like this, which ones that make a at least a plausible case on the surface that not everything is known. And you, you sort of say, well, what could be wrong with that? Well, the problem there is that we're not going to be reaching out and doing these particular cases that are problematic. We're going to have a general rule about uh, if we have a mandatory disclosure for these kinds of independent spending groups. We're going to be hearing a lot in the next couple of years of particular cases that sound particularly bad and so on. The problem is what's being advocated here really is a general rule of mandatory disclosure for independent spending groups that have been freed up since Citizens United. Now, the case for making them disclose these groups is solely based in law on the fact that they will inform voters and then from that information, voters will be able to better uh, know candidates. Uh, And one thing you have to think about here is if you read that Washington Post story, you have to wonder how much more information really is vote, do voters need from all of this? The, they identify who received the donation. They identify, because it was disclosed, the corporation that gave it, gave the donation to a Romney, a group associated with Romney. And third, they come very close to identifying just about everyone else involved with the donation, including a lawyer who goes unnamed, and you wonder why. Uh, why couldn't you just call him up and find out where the money came from? In other words, the media came somewhat close to doing their job here, and they had discovered a lot of information about this to inform voters. And more than that, they also identified who received it, roughly speaking, or at least uh, not formally, but who, who the money would be going to help, which would be uh, Mitt Romney. So then the next thing for the voter to to wonder about is, well, why is Mitt Romney getting these donations? And it would be up to Mitt Rom- Romney to explain that uh, one way or the other, I think. So I believe uh, that, in fact, you've got a, a great deal of information here. But that from the newspaper itself, without the mandatory uh, requirement that the, there be disclosure from everyone who's uh, engaging in independent political spending. But then you can say, well, so what? Why not get all of the information and force it, uh, the disclosure of it? There's another side to this, which is if you make it a general rule, there's also the possibility that you're going to chill speech. 
because people who engage in independent spending or who give contributions and who have those uh, efforts disclosed are also being disclosed to people who work in politics and people who hold public office. Now, it doesn't mean that any of those people are necessarily going to take retribution against somebody who would be involved in politics. But in the mind of people who are involved in independent spending uh, in these kinds of groups, it could be that they think they will. There's enough, uh, inter- enough kind of relationship between business and politics that you can worry about what might be called Chicago-style politics directed at donors. So the other side of it is that you run the risk of chilling speech that's uh, now has been uh, essentially allowed by Citizens United. Do we know that will happen? No, we don't, because the important and interesting thing is that if any speech is chilled, it'll be something people don't do. So we don't know that it exists. We don't know that they would have. We have only this, we have sketchy anecdotes from the past about people that said, I was going to give money, but then I thought about it being disclosed, and I was worried about uh, being harmed by the government in some way or some or public officials. The other thing is I think also people don't like uh, disclosure and have their speech actually chilled because they just don't like being exposed publicly to ridicule, abuse, the sort of normal things that have become part of our politics. Well, when you talk about Chicago-style politics, uh, meaning um, a machine in which you've got to give in order to get, um, there's the other side of that, which is if they disclose all the donations and you haven't mm-hmm. uh, paid your dues. Mm-hmm. Then you may get a phone call which says, you know, I saw the disclosure. I noticed that you didn't hadn't uh, given us anything yet. I'm sure that Senator so-and-so or Representative so-and-so is very interested uh, and thinks your project, that project you're involved in is a great one. But, you know, we like to see everyone on board. And there'll be some vague things because there are laws against this kind of extortion. It'll be vague. But it will still be there, uh, and the disclosure does that. We shouldn't – I mean with disclosure and in this Washington Post article, it's very much is the tenor. We've, for a long time, we've pretended it was just one of the pure things, that there was no trade-offs, that there was no risk of any bad thing happening. And that's just not true. The other thing that gets lost in all these discussions is uh, this notion that really comes through in a lot of newspaper stories like this – uh, is that there's generally something wrong with this kind of political activity, right? Uh, because it's non-disclosed, but in general because there's large sums of money that are being given. I think it's important to keep in mind what happens to this money. This money doesn't go so that Mitt Romney can buy yet another large yacht or something. This money is translated into primarily messages telling people why they should vote for Mitt Romney in a primary or maybe eventually a general presidential election or to get people to come out and vote for him or to get people to the polls in general. So it's not as if this money is – what's lost sight of I think in a lot of this reporting is what actually happens with all this money we're talking about. It turns out to be something that powers the political speech and our political system. Does it have risk? Yeah, it has risk in some ways. But I think we tend to, again, overemphasize the risk and to completely forget about the fact that 
the role that these kinds of uh, contributions play in our political system, particularly those that, that are independent of the parties, which I think are important in giving some outsiders a possibility of being involved in the system. John Samples is director of the Center for Representative Government at the Cato Institute and author of The Struggle to Limit Government. You can get your copy at our website, cato.org.